Here we are. This is a first for the Beautiful People vidcast. We are doing a follow-up on an episode that we did uh, only a few weeks ago now. And um, I'm going to welcome back uh, my good friend, Worth Thompson. How are you, Worth? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? I am awesome. It was only a month ago that we didn't know each other. And now here we are. We've, uh, we've road-tripped through the USA, through California. We've, uh, we've uh, hung out on the streets of Chinatown waiting for unex- unacceptable uh, amounts of time for a, for a Chinese meal. Um, how was the experience of, of getting up to San Francisco for you? Uh, getting there was very simple, just a quick flight, didn't have any problems, of course, but being there and seeing the band live was, was really a, a seminal moment in my life. It, uh, it closed a circle for me. And I'm, I'm really glad that I appeared on your podcast because I'll be honest, had I not done so, there's no way I would have been to that concert. So you guys, internet peer pressure, uh, <laughs> you know, talked me into doing things that uh, I would not have otherwise done. And it was a really amazing experience. And I'm, I'm glad I did it. And I hope we'll, we'll do it again. So when we were speaking, you said that you were – a little bit unsure about seeing the band live without Stuart. Uh, once that happened, um, describe what the experience was like for you actually seeing them live with this lineup. Um, okay, so I've thought a lot about this since the concert, and there's no point in crying over spilled milk. I'm not going to get a chance to ever see the band with Stuart. There's nothing I can do about that. Uh, I was not happy with the band with Mike Peters, although I do realize he was Stewart's preferred or a suggested choice to replace him. But with this band, with, with this version, I was absolutely enthralled, enamored. Uh, I wholeheartedly approve of, of them and, and the way they played, and the, particularly the San Francisco show. It was everything I wanted it to be and so much more. It was not a best case scenario. It was so much better than that. That is not what I expected to to hear you say, um, because of the way you were speaking beforehand. What what changed? Uh, <clears throat> I don't have an answer for that, except to say that I thought Simon's voice is very reminiscent to what. Stewart's voice was, but unlike Mike Peters, and, and again, I never saw him with Mike, but I know I've seen concert footage on YouTube. He does not try to be the center of the band. I, I sort of think he realizes people are not there to see him. We're there to see the band. So he plays and he sings, and his voice is just so peculiarly similar uh, to Stewart's and very rich. And then, of course, uh, Scott just back doing his thing, holding the beat uh, with with uh, Mark. And I don't know. It, the, the show, what I learned is, as great as the songs are on the album, they are just that much better live. Yeah, they're meant to be played live, aren't they? They are a live band, and they are meant to. That, that is what they do. They are a working band. And studio work is a small part of what they do. And I've seen a lot of bands 
to sound great record-wise, but when you hear them in concert, they don't have all the studio tricks to help them. Big Country sounded like Big Country is supposed to. And I, they were very faithful to the album song. So I made the comment to several other fans that they sounded like album songs played live. So uh, I don't know really any other way to explain it other than they were very true and faithful to the songs and played them similar to the way they are on the albums, but they, they were just so much richer and fuller. And frankly speaking, they were alive in person. It was freaking awesome. <laughs> was, um, was there a particularly emotional moment where you may have even shed a slight tear? Uh, I'm, I'm one of the world's prodigious criers, uh, but I did not shed a tear. I, I thought I would. I, I was very genuinely surprised that I didn't cry. Um, I, when, of course, every song that they play has a special place for me. Um, but I think I was probably the most excited when they came back in San Francisco for the one um, – for the one song encore, which was Restless Natives. And if I had to pick a song for them to do, that would have been the one I wanted them to do. So that was just perfect. That was the way to end the show. So it was worthwhile you coming up? Oh, absolutely. Uh, don't regret it. Credit card statement isn't super. But other than that, uh, I'm really seriously considering going down to the Florida show. Uh, have to go to New Orleans and leave there at 5.30, but I can get there and back in a weekend. So it's, it's under consideration. Oh, I, I say do it. If you can do it, do it. Um, you had a chance to mingle with a bunch of fans, possibly for the first time. Um, what was that experience like for you, um, actually being physically with the fans instead of the, the, the internet family that we have? Well, inevitably, I'm going to forget somebody's name, and for that, I'm already apologetic. I mean, I'm just not good with names. I, I teach over 120 kids a year, uh, so it's hard for me. Sorry, I received a message, and I don't think anybody needed to read that. Um, at any rate, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> that must have been one heck of a message to throw you off like that. I think I just turned really red. Wow. <laughs> um, no, no we, don't worry. We couldn't see the message. Oh, meeting but, the fans. Meeting but, uh, the fans. Look, uh, I got a I got a text from Bonnie um, when I arrived and said, "Hey, we're going to meet at this restaurant. Would you like to join us?" And I, I couldn't commit till I knew for sure that I'd be able to get on the train and get to my to hotel and whatnot. But as soon as I, I knew that was going to happen, I confirmed it. That's where I first met you and Bonnie and Carrie and uh, his wife. And it, that was such a, a neat deal just to, to meet other people who were as excited about it as I was. And then when we went to Sacramento, I was waiting for you because you were a little bit late getting there, which is fine because it's not like we missed a, a great man in China crisis. I think the, the only <laughs> crisis was we had to watch them. Uh, but I was outside and, and was able to meet, uh, who was it? I, it was just off the top. David Brown. Yeah, David and I think Tom also or, or someone else. I, I don't remember, but it was they, 
they were fun to talk to because we're waiting on you and they had no particular desire to see China crisis either. So we had a really long talk about uh, the, the, uh, the San Francisco show, which they weren't able to make. What was the difference between the San Francisco show where big country was the, was the main act to this, uh, to this kind of triple lineup with big country, not being the, the headline act. Uh, the, the last band we saw was Wang Chung. And, uh, and no I'm, one can ever take that away from us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I know. But um, it, what's, what was the difference between those two shows? Can you describe the difference? Um, okay. So the San Francisco show was a much more intimate venue. Uh, it was a, a stand-up venue. It was an old church. They call it the chapel. And you could go inside and you had to stand up. There was a bar in the back. The stage was, was, on, uh, was raised and you had the opportunity to see a band play properly. The San Francisco show was what a headline show should be. They had a very good opening band. I will say that if, if that opening band, if I lived in the San Francisco Bay Area and that band was opening some, or playing somewhere, I would probably go see that band. But... Big Country is the headliner. And uh, as I said to David and the guys at the Sacramento show, Big Country doesn't need to be opening for anybody, but damn sure not Wayne Chung. Uh, <laughs> that show irritated me to no end in that when I bought the tickets, I bought as close to, as I could get. It was a seated concert in a casino, and the casino must have comped two-thirds of the tickets because most of the seat seats were empty the entire time. So you and I were sat shoehorned uh, between two couples getting their China crisis on. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're 15 rows, 20 rows back to watch Big Country. We should have just gotten up and moved and if somebody had said something, then, you know, whatever. But um, the difference was that it was a sit down comp event. And when I say comp, I mean, give complimentary tickets from the radio station and, and, and from the casino. And then the true fans were the afterthought, but I thought the guys did an admirable job. Mark, his drum kit was what a third the size at the Sacramento venue than it was uh, in San Francisco. So his drum sound was not as rich and full as it otherwise would have been or than it was the night before because it, the kit was so much smaller. But really I blame Wayne Chump for that because obviously their drummer couldn't handle more. <laughs> uh, I, speaking of Mark, I, I felt that at the Lincoln show, we got to see more of Mark. He was, we were more face onto him, whereas he was a little bit hidden at, at the San Francisco chapel show. Would you, we got to see him. I, more I, agree with that. I, no, I agree with that. Uh, I placed myself in the wrong spot. So uh, Simon was busy singing, and therefore I couldn't see him play, which I, I sort of realized two songs in that I had positioned myself wrong. And uh, I felt like if we had been 10 feet to the left or to the right, we would have had a better show. But I wanted to see Bruce play the guitar, and I got to see that as well. You know, we got really good shots of that. And strangely enough, after the big country performed at the casino, 
Um, we saw a couple of fans mingling down the front. Uh, JF and G was one of them too. So we went down to say good day because we'd seen him the night before. And um, you actually got to meet Mark. Mark came out and said good day to a few of us. He did. He, he was he was awesome uh, just to come out and talk to. Uh, I tried not to monopolize too much of his time. There were other people there. I'd, I'd love to sit down and have five minutes, have five minutes to talk to him. But the couple in front of me talked with him for what felt like an hour, but it was probably a Wang Chung and a half song. <laughs> so when I had the chance to to meet him, all I really did was, was thank him for coming because it, it really meant a lot to me that they came back. And he was appreciative that I was appreciative. And I got a photo with him. So that, you know, I would have loved to have really met Scott because I'm, I'm a big fan of his photography on Facebook. Uh, he posts a lot of good stuff. And his wife, I did not know, was a talented artist. But I have uh, some pictures of my daughter that I'm considering sending to her because she'll do uh, pencil portraits and or maybe the charcoal. But either way, it would be something I'd like to have of my daughter. But to meet him was great. Uh, we saw Bruce. I thought he was going to come talk, but then he kind of slipped out. I guess he didn't like opening for Wang Chung any more than we did. <laughs> That's probably true. That's probably true. However, I did feel for the the poor big country fans who were going to that gig the following night in LA where they were on for 15 minutes, three songs. I think that, three songs. that, that would have been tragic to... To, to go to all that effort to get to LA and just see them for three songs. But I don't know, probably probably worth it. It's been a while since they've been there. Well, as long as Wang Chung opened for them, then that would have been okay. Yeah, well, as long as everyone had fun that night, it would be it would be okay. Had yeah. to get that yeah, in. But I don't, I don't know how many people are there, there want to see Big Country when you've got the lineup that they had, but... Uh, but the, they did not disappoint from what I understand. I heard that their, their set was really good. And the band got to mingle with MC Hammer's dancers. So that was a bonus for the band. Well, I, I, I kind of feel like that sort of shows where Big Country was in the echelon, that their dressing room was next to MC Hammer's dancers. They did get they did get uh, with MC Hammer for a couple of photos eventually, but um, so I felt. Story, I, I went to college with MC Hammer's roommate in the Navy. He was in one of my classes. Okay, nice bit of so, <clears throat> excuse me, nice bit of trivia. <laughs> so I felt really privileged to to be over there with you, watching you lose your big country virginity. Uh, but what you got to witness too was also uh, Bella Bear up on stage. Absolutely. How was that? She she is a lovely, lovely young woman. <laughs> Very uh, well behaved. I might throw the little clip of um, that Bonnie took uh, of uh, of the last part of Bruce talking about Bella on stage uh, into this video. By the way, I did, someone had posted a video that showed that and I, I was able to, to hear the, hear the <laughs> shout out. I, f I felt like he was pointing me though. Of course. I'm big and cutting. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course he was. <laughs> well, all I can see is I salute you. Um, how did you manage to smuggle it through customs? 
because it feels a bit heavy and a bit powdery if you get the drink. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dwayne Bonney. Uh, very good. So I'm, I'm very excited that you're thinking about go, going down to Florida. So that's uh, so that's really good. And the indication that that they gave, particularly Mark, indicated at the chapel that they may have had some kind of unfinished business. And Bruce indicated that if this worked out, which it seemed to, the chapel was packed. Um, that they could be doing a few more US shows in the future. Yeah, Mark actually used that exact terminology, unfinished business. Um, so I was very, it was hard to understand him, to be honest with you, but it was, um, you could tell that he was excited by the show. They thought it, they definitely thought it went well. There's no doubt about that. And I, I believe they're coming back. So I'm very, very hopeful. So that worst case they'll probably do another texas swing dallas maybe austin probably austin and houston and i'll be honest I, i've got enough money maybe i could hire them from a for a little show over here you know if you get, if you get them to louisiana i will come well without I don't a doubt know what they, I have no idea what it costs to run a band but you know to, to hire them but but i might find out and if I do, and, and it's something where I could help get some other friends to help mitigate the cost, then I think I've got that here. Uh, we can put on a show. But that would be, that's, that's like, you know, not quite drunk talk. So <laughs> that's, that's more wishful thinking than anything cause I, because I don't know how to do anything about that. But it would, I, I tell you what, if they come to Texas, or the Mississippi Gulf Coast, because when they do a lot of concerts, again at, at casinos, uh, yeah. just like the one we saw outside of Sacramento and Lincoln, uh, that's I would absolutely go in a heartbeat. I, I would I would do a tour. I would follow the band around. Nice, nice way to go. You'd have uh, have our very own American traveller. The the guys did that on the east coast of Australia recently. Um, unfortunately, mm -hmm. I couldn't join them, but there was. A bunch of them. One of the guy, two of the guys that were that did the Australian East Coast were there at the chapel with us. Um, Jerome and John Fairs was there, so um, right. it was great to catch up with those guys again. And um, yeah, it was it was nice to see. Uh, particularly Jerome was was very excited after after um, after the chapel gig. He he had come from the Netherlands and was doing a bit of touristy mm -hmm. stuff. Had finished off with um with this gig and he was heading home the next day and what a way to finish his his little trip to to the states so oh, yeah jerome was really interesting to talk to Every, everybody was but but jerome in particular when i realized he had come from the netherlands to just to see big country well not just for that i guess but, but probably uh that was really 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 neat um and he was a great guy to talk to pretty much everybody i mean that might have been the Ultimately, the best part of the trip was to, to get to commiserate isn't the right word, but to be among my people. We're big country people. We're beautiful people. And it was funny. I had to laugh when Bonnie, uh, who we met for dinner, was just 
dancing and singing her heart out to chance, which I thought was, you know, when you consider the lyrics, was just almost inappropriately funny because of the serious nature of the lyrics. But it, you just get into the music, into the spirit of the concert, and, and it was so much fun. And then hearing the, the guitar on chance at the end, my God, what a way to end the song. You know, just power chord, man. Give it to me all day. Was there a particular song that stood out to you in that set? And uh, on the San Francisco set, I, I was really impressed with Just a Shadow and the um, Wonderland. Those, those were the two that were, well, I thought were outstanding. In fact, I think he, I think Simon sounds more like Stewart in, in those two songs than any other. So that was really kind of headphone moments for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was really into the moment on those. And then drum, uh, Mark's drumming on Wonderland is, was fantastic. Again, I wish we'd been able to see him a little better because I didn't get to see the, the full role there near the end. Um, and the, the drum kit he had in Sacramento or in Lincoln didn't allow for him to, to do quite as much. Which I think shows his professionalism that he was able to go from two very different kits and still still play. I mean, that's what really impressed me was he just beat the hell out of the drums. Oh, that's what he does. That is definitely what he does. He didn't look like he was hitting. I would have to hit full blast. You could tell I would be trying to hit it, but he did not. But I guess when you play drums every day of your life for 50 years, that's what you get. You develop that muscle uh, memory and strength. I know this is a slight change of subject, but the coronavirus outbreak that's happening all over the place has done something very interesting at the moment, and it's dropped airfares to ridiculous prices. And my wife actually came to me yesterday and said, have you seen how, how cheap it is to get to LA at the moment? Because um, yeah, not so many people are traveling, so they're trying, to, they're trying to fill the plane. So this could be good. If I can avoid coronavirus... Um, I may be able, and they come back to LA, it could be a good thing. I could be able to get back to the West Coast and uh, and see them again. So, um, yeah, now I've, I've got you in Louisiana. I've got some other friends in Louisiana too. So this this could be good. This could be good. Oh, yeah, you're always welcome to come as long as you don't bring coronavirus. And uh, we had to delay my start so I could cook my own supper. I'm, I'm doing the weight loss thing, but tonight is our probably our last cold night of the year, so I decided to make my mother's homemade five-alarm napalm Texas chili. Yeah, I know that sounds terribly um, impressive, Worth, but I've got to say, <laughs> I've got to say <laughs> that I think what you bought at the Chinese restaurant in Chinatown was nothing compared to what I bought. I, I do not disagree. I do not disagree. I thought your, yours was infinitely hotter than mine. And it wasn't so much that I just don't understand why you put that many peppers in there. There's no way you can eat them. <laughs> Did you take a photo of that dish? Of mine or yours? Yours. I believe I did, but, but I'd have to go back and look. I, I definitely took a picture of the octopus of yours which is now all over Google. That's one of, one of the favorite photos for that restaurant. Seriously? Uh, uh, absolutely. It, it is all over. <laughs> okay. 
it's famous. Because it's just such a perfectly little teeny tiny octopus and a pair of uh, chopsticks. <laughs> it's not, it wasn't that teeny tiny. I've eaten smaller octopi than that. But anyway, we digress. It was great to be able to catch up with you and, uh, and meet you in person and hang out and, um, and, and see the band with you. And I'm so glad you did it. Thanks so much for, uh, for coming on and sharing some of your recollections. Um, I'm sure uh, fans who haven't seen the band before and are sort of have, have the same view that you did may reconsider seeing the band now. Yeah, I, I talked to my best friend um, who is a huge Big Country fan. I'm the one that got him into Big Country. And he's actually going to be in West Point uh, when they're on the, in, for the New York show. So I believe he's going to do his best after I talk to him about going down to see uh, see him. And uh, before I get you to see them, before I get off with you, I absolutely failed to mention my sister's name the last time when I did my shout-outs. I just said my sister. So I want to give a shout-out to my sister, Dr. Virginia Elaine Thompson, who for Christmas bought me this big country inspired bug. Now that, the, now that is, awesome. hang on, just hold that up there for a second. I want to, and, and say a few words about it. Cause I want to, I want the fans to see that up close. This is an Arctic mug. It's an insulated mug. You can put ice and water in this and it'll stay cold for about 12 hours. So it's, uh, it's actually, a cheaper model of one called we have called Yeti, but cheaper in this case doesn't mean less quality. And this is laser etched with the crossing symbol from the album with my name uh, there in the middle. Awesome. I want one. I want one with my name on it. It's too long though. Small, be smaller lettering, wouldn't it? Uh, I don't know how they did the font, but I, that was impressive to me. So. <coughs> I'm hopeful that, that I get another one. Elaine, if you're watching, my birthday's coming up. <laughs> uh, he wants another one. All right. Thanks for coming on, Worth. It's been uh, great to chat with you. And um, uh, let us know how you go down at Florida too. That's happening very soon. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure, but, but it's under consideration. But uh, thank you for inviting me and for hanging out with me. We had a good, good time. Enjoyed uh, going and browsing at the record store in Sacramento and had some good conversation and, and um, you're a good travel partner and it was a lot of fun. Cool. Thank you. And if you have a Bella. chance to go see Big Country Live, go do it. Hello, Bella. Bella, Bella says thank you too for coming. Appreciate All right. It. Take care. Peace. Thank you. Thank you.